Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Strong Style Wrestling Podcast. I'm Paul Martinez, your host, as always. And we're here to talk New Japan. We're here to talk destruction in Kobe. This is the second night of the two-night destruction, however you want to call it, uh, major card from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Of course, the first one was destruction in Okayama, which was a show. (laughs) It was a show. I mean, there was a couple of decent matches on there. But this, to me, if you were really looking at the two cards, was the the A show, if you will. And uh, it definitely played that way upon viewing it. Uh, so let's jump right into it. Our opening match, David Finlay and Jay White versus Yohai Kamatsu and Sho Tanaka. So we have a... Uh, Tag team battle with young boys here. I was actually very interested to see this. I haven't seen a lot of Finlay. Um, of course, I'm just right out a Show Tanaka fan. Kamatsu is very good, and Jai White's really, really improving. So I was very excited to see how these guys work well if they if they work well together, and they really do. It was a very solid tag match. Really, seriously, Show Tanaka is just too good to be a young boy anymore. I say it all the time, but it's true. This guy, it's being now, I, you gotta be kidding me that I'm seeing guys like Nakanishi and Tenzan and, uh, you know, some of these other guys that are, you know, Taguchi and others like that on the main card and Show Tanaka is on openers. It's just ridiculous. This guy works circles around any of those guys. Uh, you know, and all four of them, really, you could say that about. And I, and I was thinking about something. Not that I really watch it anymore, but once in the blue moon, I would turn into NXT. And I would think these guys would own NXT if they were on there. These guys are polished workers. Um, in the end, both Kamatsu and Tanaka get their opponents in the submission holds. Finley's able to make the ropes, but White doesn't, and he taps out to Tanaka's Boston Crab. Um, I give them as two stars. It was way too short a match, but it was good while it lasted. Our next match, Manabu Nakanishi, Captain New Japan, and Juice Robinson uh, versus Yuji Nagata, Tiger Mask, and Jushin Thunder Liger. I was interested to see uh, Juice outside of his awful C.J. Parker persona. Um, he looked okay for the 60 seconds it seemed like he was in. Uh, but this match, however, felt like it was an hour long. Uh, Yuji winds up pinning Juice with a backdrop suplex. One star. Um, this may be the worst New Japan match I've seen all year. It was really awful. Tiger Mask almost never got in the ring. Um, really, it's just a lot of Nakanishi and a lot of Captain New Japan, which means a lot of awfulness. Uh, skip this match. Trust me, uh, you'll be doing yourself a favor. Next, Wapongi Vice, Tomohiro Ishii, and Yoshihashi of Chaos team up to face Togi Makabe, uh, Hanma, Masuda Dorada, and Raruski Taguchi. Um, seems like they're looking to restart the Ishii Makabe feud. Um, they had some good matches, but I'd rather see them face new people. Um, you know, they, they, they've had like a really long feud from last year and, um, you know, they just finally broke them apart and 
Now you're going right back to it. I just find that to be a little lazy. Uh, Dorada, well, for a while, everyone becomes a spectator of the Ishii Makabe as they go at it. But then eventually, uh, Dorada gets the tag. He turns it up. The fans were loving it. Uh, the match really kicked in the high gear. Tons of fun spots uh, by the baby faces, especially Dorada, who is just amazing. Uh, I would love to see him on Lucha Underground. I know he's a CMLL guy, and Lucha Underground is basically AAA guys, but I would love to see him on that show. But in the end, it's Rapunky Vice who pins Dorada after the assisted by the back power driver. Three stars. It started slow, but ended at a frantic pace, and it turned out to be quite entertaining match. Our next match, Tenkoji, which is Hiroyoshi Tenzin and Shatoshi Kojima, team up with Matt Seidel, and uh, they face Bullet Club's members, Doc Gallows, Carl Anderson, and Kenny Omega, the new junior heavyweight champion. This match, pretty much a brawl, which was disappointing, because I really wanted to see Seidel and Omega go at it. Uh, but... I mean, I'll wait for that one-on-one matchup for that. Because the last thing I want to see is Tenzin in a wrestling match. But the club gets the heat on Tenzin for a bit. He gets the tag. It's some mayhem again. Uh, we get a little more side-out on Omega. A little taste. Side-out winds up escaping a one-winged angel attempt. And hits a reverse Frankensteiner. And then follows with the shooting star press for the win. Three stars. Uh, it was a fun match there at the end. Um, obviously, when Saidao and Omega were in the ring, it was a great match. And when the others were in the ring, not so much. Um, booking Saidao to pin Omega uh, adds heat to the future match also. So that was very good booking. And I'm really looking to- forward to that Omega versus Matt Saidao matchup. All right, Katsuyori Shibata versus Tetsuya Naito, this is first of our big matches, and it's already been a pretty good show. Um, this was the one maybe I was really looking forward to seeing. Um, but the opening, you know, I was a little annoyed. Once again, Shibata attacks him, but then immediately gets beat up on the outside. I don't understand why is it that for some reason Naito is like the king of outside battles. You know, he does every time someone goes out to beat him up. He throws him into the railing three or four times. I just never get, it's just, you know, just, can we switch this up or something? I don't know. It just seems like it's always the same thing. Uh, Naito with his new methodical style is firmly in control here early on. Shibata does rally, hits a couple of running boots. Right as Naito hits the buckle, the crowd like that spot. Then Shibata really starts to put a whooping on Naito. Um, Naito tries to rally, but gets laid out by a lariat. Shibata back in control. Tries a few submissions. But Naito gets to the rope each time. Uh, Shibata locks on the sleeper. Naito is able to kick him low. He does like that Ric Flair like mule kick type of deal. With the low blow. That uh, Flair used to always do. He does uh, something similar. And uh, the referee was not in a position to see it. Naito then hits the... Uh, that's a straight up kick, kick low, which the ref again did not see. Then hits the Destino for the victory. That's three and a half stars. It's not as good as I hoped, but it was still good. 
Um, you, get, you had to figure Naito was going to win here. I had said that all along. I hope to see a rematch. You know, um, I'm pretty sure we will. After the match, Naito attacks a cameraman. Out of nowhere, Shibata comes flying in and beats Naito up as they go through the curtain. So I guess setting up a rematch there. And uh, we'll see. Like uh, Naito, he's been a good heel um, because I wanted to see him get his, his ass kicked really badly. And I guess that's the work of a good heel. Never been a big fan of Shibata, but Shibata's the kind of guy that you want to see who's kind of like a, a bit of a mean streak and somebody who maybe can really uh, give Naito the, the butt kicking he deserves. So we'll see in the rematch if that happens. Our next match, AJ Styles teams up with Tama Tonga and Cody Hall versus Kazusuke Okada, who of course is the IWGP Heavyweight Champion, as he teams up with stablemates Toriyano and Sakuraba, former MMA star. AJ and Okada started up, and we have a really nice sequence. Uh, can't wait to see them go at it again. Then we get an entertaining stint from Yano, who is... Always a bit dismayed at Tamatanga's eerie movements in the ring. Bullet Club starts to take control. We get another really nice exchange with Styles and Akata. Then Cody Hall hits a fireman's carry gut buster on Sakuraba. That looked really good. This kid has so much promise. I mean, have you been watching him since I, I think he started around February? Have you been watching him since then, like I have? Um, he, you saw that he had promise even back then. He had a look about him. He, you know, he had some charisma. But now he's starting to get science down. He's starting to get the, the match quality. He's getting in there with, like, top guys. Unlike Tanaka and Komatsu, these guys who are not working top guys. Cody Hall is. Cody Hall's working against, you know, the top guys in the promotion. He's working guys like Sakuraba. He's working guys like Okada. So he's gaining a tremendous experience and is starting the show. Uh, but you know, um, when you said I gave you the participants of this match, that it was going to be him that loses, and he does. He taps out to a Sakuraba Kimura. Um, two and a half stars. It was a good match. It lacked a little bit of intensity. Uh, but you know, you gotta put maybe that to a fact that Yano was involved and he's a little lighthearted. And Cody Hall is not really, although, as I said earlier, did a fine job in the match, not really on the level of the other guys in this. Then we get a IWGP Junior Tag Team title match as champions Red Dragon defend those belts against the reunited Time Splitters, Alex Shelley and Kushida. Now, Kushida just lost the junior heavyweight belt in Okayama a few days before this. So now, can he get tag gold here? Uh, Red Dragon gets the heat on Shelly early. We got some really good wrestling here, um, especially O'Reilly, who is just a tremendous worker. Um, Kushida gets the hot tag. He uses some nice kicks to turn the tide. And Kushida really starts working Fish's arm. The Time Splitters do their own kind of version of chasing the dragon. Instead of a brain buster... Shelly does the air raid crash. Fish winds up breaking up the ensuing cover. Shelly and O'Reilly wind up having a marvelous sequence that ends with Kyle hitting the Nigel. I kind of found the cross subdued at this point, despite 
this being a really excellent match. Uh, they do come alive a bit after Red Dragon gets a near fall on Shelly after a two-match Smash Brothers. Both teams really start hitting some fantastic moves, great counters, uh, really just non-stop action that finally ends after they hit Chasing the Dragon on Alex Shelly and Red Dragon Retain. Four stars, this was a fantastic match. Uh, Red Dragon is not as over here as the Ring of Honor, though. I was trying to figure this out. I think maybe the fans are not sure if they heal or baby faces because they are baby faces in Ring of Honor and wore heels in New Japan on their last tour, but it seemed like this time they were wrestling as baby faces and maybe the crowd wasn't really sure uh, what to make of them yet. Uh, you know, that's just a theory of mine. After the match, Time Splitters strapped the belt to Red Dragon as a sign of respect. And out comes Rapongi Vice, who's, you know, clapping her hands and wanting to shake hands. But of course, you know, <laughs> can't trust Rapongi Vice, and they attack the champions. And so now they're working their way in for a title shot. And, you know, can we please get a new team in this division? I was really hoping to maybe see Tiger and Liger, or some, or Schultznacher and Kamatsu get moved up. Um, we just need new blood in the junior division. Uh, desperately. That's when we play. I mean, it's nice to see Matt Seidel, but, you know, he's doing a tour here. He'll probably be here maybe two months, and then we won't see him again. You know, I, I really want to see some more uh, permanent junior talent uh, enter the division. Our next match, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Bad Luck Fale. This is for the title shot at Wrestle Kingdom 10. Um, this is the right kind of opponent for Fale. As I've said, Tanahashi is a great seller and can let Fale get most of the match. And that's really how it was shaping up, thanks to a little help from Tamatanga. Tanahashi is able to take Fale over the top rope with a head scissors and follows out on him with a high fly flow. Fale does come back, hitting a big corner avalanche and a big splash combo for a near fall. Fale almost hits the battle fall twice, but both times Tana barely escapes. He does hit the grenade and almost gets the upset of the century. Can you imagine Fale, the main event of Wrestle Kingdom 10? Uh, Fale tries to go up top, but Tanahashi catches him, delivers a superplex that I thought may break the ring. Then a sit-out body slam, goes up, hits the high fly flow, one, two, three, four stars. Man, that is just about... As good as a match that you can possibly have with Fale, Tanahashi right now is starting to become the greatest worker I've ever seen. Uh, I mean, he's starting to become into that conversation with guys like Flair and Steamboat, uh, Savage, uh, Daniel Bryan, of course. Like, you know, the top workers that you've ever think of seeing, uh, he, you've got to start putting Tanahashi in that club. Uh, that's unbelievable. The man can literally wrestle a broom to an amazing match, as we can see, uh, the match that he puts on with Fale. This was, I mean, I'm not overselling this. This was a great match that bad luck Fale was in. And no cheap shots at Fale, but, you know, Fale is what he is. He's a big, strong monster. That's, he's the New Japan monster. You know, every federation needs the monster guy, and he's it. But the monsters never wrestle great matches, and this was a great match. And um, it was Tanahashi carrying him. 
This is a, definitely a match. If you want to see uh, a true exhibition of what makes a great worker, I would definitely tell you, watch this match and watch Tanahashi. He makes Fale look like a million bucks. Um, at the same time, keeps the fans thinking that he could lose this match. It's just, the, the, really, really, uh, this is old school wrestling at its best. Um, done in a new, new, uh, style, if you will. But, you know, wrestling is still always about selling and working and making a match look believable. That's why wrestling is the core of the foundation of what it's all about. And Tanahashi does it as good as anybody. Akata is also amazing at that. Uh, so yeah, definitely. I, I'm, I'm gushing over Tanahashi with this match right now. I mean, literally. There's no way in the world you could tell me that Fale can have this match with anybody else. After the match, Tanahashi calls out Tetsuya Naito, of all people. Naito comes out of a chair, he sets it up on the ramp and has a seat. The best as I can tell, since I don't speak Japanese, is that Tanahashi challenges Naito to face him next month with the Wrestle Kingdom title shot on the line. Now, this is very interesting. And for some of you listeners that do not know some recent history, let me clue you in on why this is amazing. Two years ago, Tetsuya Naito won the G1 Climax, which Tanahashi just won. And it was supposed to be the beginning of pushing him as a main eventer. He was the next guy up to push him to that spot. But it just didn't resonate. Um, the fans liked Naito, but they didn't see him on the level of a Nakamura, Tanahashi, or Kata. There was a lot of negative buzz that this was the main event of Wrestle Kingdom. So New Japan Pro Wrestling had the fans do an online vote on what was to be the main event. Okada versus Naito for the heavyweight title or Tanahashi versus Nakamura for the IC title. Well, Tanahashi versus Nakamura won in a landslide. Uh, Kata is going on record as saying how much this has upset him. Uh, he's very better about this. Never, never really heard too much about Naito's take on the subject. Most people blame Naito for this happening. And it is felt by many that that day is what they're going to turn out to be the catalyst for the hero persona we see in him today. Like when it gets finally down to it, when we find out why the Naito turned heel, that it's going to come down to that day when he should have been in the main event of Wrestle Kingdom and the fans turned on him, thus him turning on the fans. Now, we... We don't know that yet. That's what I'm pretty sure is if Naito ever explains it. I don't know if Japanese announcers are alluding to that. As I said, I don't speak Japanese. But, you know, that that's pretty much how it seems to me is, you know, the reason for the heel turn. Now, for the record, Okada versus Naito was a good match. Um, Naka versus Tanahashi was better. But I just think this is a great backstory, and I cannot wait for this match. A great job by Gato. Um, but they really, I feel, have to push this storyline of Naito feeling that Tanahashi stole his, his main event for Wrestle Kingdom and, you know, Wrestle Kingdom 8. And now 
Naito is here to steal the Wrestle Kingdom 10 main event from Tanahashi. I think this is a great way to build this match, and let's see if it goes that route. Now time for our main event, which is Shinsuke Nakamura versus Hiroki Goto. This is for the IWGP Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship. Uh, this has a main event feel, which is different than I thought from Night One's main event. Uh, they start out a basic wrestling match. Nakamura is quietly one of the best scientific guys in the sport. He really gets more recognition for his MMA style striking and the strong style and all that. But watch Nakamura. Uh, he is an amazing scientific wrestler. Uh, they trade turns on offense for so most of the way. Then Nakamura starts to begin to dominate. Hits a gourd busker. Goes to a Bomayeba misses. Goto tries to attack but eats a knee. Then gets laid across the buckle for another one of those Nakamura knee strikes. Hits a Back, uh, backstabber, then a reverse suplex. I mean, it's all Nakamura at this point. But another Bomaye is blocked, and Goto goes into a series of submission holds. And every time Nakamura tries to counter, he's put in a different one. Uh, much like the way Nakamura defeated Okada to get to the finals. Uh, very rem- uh, rem- reminiscent of that during this match. Uh, but it's a stellar work here by both men. That's great transitions. And then he finally locks in the show, the Shorayu Kekai. I hope I said that right. It's basically a modified seated arm bar, something like what Yuji Nagata does. Nakamura does get the rope break, but the damage was done, and Goto is focused on that left arm. After a series of counters, Nakamura connects on an axe kick. Hits the Bomaye. One, two, no. Goto kicks out. Later, Goto hits a top rope sunset bomb for two. Then Goto hits the over the knee neck breaker off the top rope. One, two, no. How the hell did Nakamura kick out of that one? The ending sequence was just out of this world. I, I can't put it into words properly. Multiple submission encounters. A Bomaye. Then a block Bomaye, but an Enziguri counter by Nakamura. Then another Bomaye. One, two, three. Nakamura does it again. Five stars. I don't ever do this, but this match was phenomenal. Incredible performance by both men. Goto uh, put his heart into this, but Nakamura, he was criticized a little during the G1 for not uh, wrestling his best matches, but to that criticism, I say the man was injured. Have we, have we forgot that the man missed a show due to an injury? And I don't think he was in his best matches. I don't think he, he could. But if we remember the finals match with uh, first Okada and then Tanahashi, these were incredible matches, and he follows those up with an even greater performance here. I personally think this Right now is match of the year. Um, but we'll see. I mean, his match with, I thought before this, I thought it was his match at Wrestle Kingdom. Recorded Ibushi was match of the year. Uh, but you could say his match with Tanahashi was match of the year. Um, I mean, New Japan. I mean, you, when you go around and you look at wrestling from different federations, you know, TNA, Lucha Underground, or WWE, 
and New Japan. And start talking about matches of the year. <laughs> it's amazing. 90% of the matches that have a realistic chance of winning come out of New Japan. And that's really all you need to know when it comes to New Japan Pro Wrestling and why you should be watching it. Now, I know some people, you know, I have friends and uh, family who watch wrestling. They watch WWE uh, religiously, and they really aren't interested in New Japan. They're not really interested in Lucha Underground. They may watch a little bit of TNA or Ring of Honor, but they're WWE guys, and they can't understand why they say I turned on the promotion. It's not that I turned on the promotion. It's just that when you see something so amazing as what they do in Lucha Underground or what they do in New Japan or even Ring of Honor, when you see what's done there, the amazing, amazing talent and matches, then you go and you watch WWE. Do they have some talent? Of course they have some talent. But... You can't compare the match quality on a whole. Do they have a match once in the blue one that's off the hook? Of course they do. They have enough talent that they can put on a great match. Um, I, Daniel Bryan is a tremendous worker. Um, I just particularly love Brock Lesnar. So I think more of his character than his work in the ring. But I just love the fact that when you watch him, you would not surprise you for the, to see this guy snap and like really like beat the crap out of somebody. And it's that little bit of factor, I think, that most people have with him where you're like, this guy's a real fighter. This guy can lose it and really hurt somebody. And so there's a guy, you know, I don't really watch the show, but you know, a guy like Brock, a guy like Daniel Bryan, there's a couple of guys there. I was an old school rock fan, so when rock makes a return, I like to watch him cut promos and what have you. So I'm not saying that though, WWE is worthless. It's not that it's worthless. But I just think when you watch those shows and then you turn around and you watch something like uh, a match like this, Nakamura versus Goto, and you watch a match like this and you just say to yourself, you can't even compare the quality. You can't even come close to how good the matches are in one to the other. Yes, they don't have the storylines, but I'm not saying storylines don't have a place. They do. But I love the actual athletic, I guess, the competition. I know it's not, I'm not sitting here trying to make it sound like it's real. I know it's not real. It's not kayfabe here. I understand. But it's an exhibition, an exhibition. And the exhibition, the matches themselves, are just so much better on a consistent basis in other places. And the bad stuff is not here. As much as WWE has some good stuff, they got a lot of bad. And that bad is not in New Japan. The bad is not in Ring of Honor. It's just good. And that's just why I love it so much and why I just don't have the time to sit and watch WWE. I don't have time to sit watch a three-hour Raw for the chance that there might be one uh, good interview segment and maybe one good match in a three-hour time span. I don't have time for that. I'd rather spend the three hours watching a New Japan show where I know I'm going to get probably at least uh, two four-star-plus matches and another two three-star-plus matches. I'd rather watch spend my three hours on that and not have to watch bad diva matches or stupid comedy. You know, I just... 
I guess it's for, you know, it's something for everyone. Everyone has their own taste. This is my taste. This is what I like. This is, uh, you know, what, what brought me back to a point when I was almost to the point where I didn't want to watch wrestling anymore. And being able to watch New Japan now, almost every big show is, and then Ring of Honor as well. Once they uh, revamped the roster, which was uh, a little lacking for a while after the, the, the re-raids. But now they're back again, and it's back to watching great wrestling again. And I'm just really enjoying it. And I'll get off my soapbox now. I'm sure if you're listening to this show, you know how great New Japan is. You didn't need me to wax poetic on it. And I probably didn't wax all that poetic on it. But I do want to thank everybody for listening and uh, continuing to bring uh, your presence to the podcast. It's always appreciated. We are a small and loyal audience so far. Um, sure, I'd love to expand uh, in the future and get more and more people to listen. And uh, to do that, I think I need to know what people like, what people don't like. Uh, what would you like to see change? What would you like to see more of? So, please, I would always love to get any comments from anybody. Leave a comment section. Give me your opinion. Let me know what, 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 what should be in, what should be out, what I don't talk enough about. You know, let me know. And, uh, I appreciate, as always, your guys' feedback and I appreciate you guys for listening. And we'll be back soon with another big show. Um, actually, there's a big Ring of Honor show coming up soon. So I'm not sure if that comes before the next, uh, New Japan show in November. So whichever one comes first, <laughs> you can be sure that, uh, we'll be here talking about it. And until that time, thank you and bye-bye.